Shalom to all. Today's daf is getting daf Lamed Ches, and we are starting the eleventh line with the words Amr of Shemin Bar Abba. And today's daf is sponsored Lili Nishmas Mars Merim Sarah Bas Biakiv Maisha Her Nishama should have an Aliyah, and Lili Nishmas Mars Freda Chayabela Bas Vitzchut Tzvi Her Nishama should have an Aliyah. And we get to you talk about an Eved that was captured. Amr of Shemin Bar Abba, Amr of Yechanan, Eved Shabarach Mibesu Hasurim Yatzal Cheros. An Eved that ran away. Literally, this means from jail, he goes free. Now, this doesn't just mean he was in regular jail. It means he was captured and he was locked up by his captors, and he ran away from them. So he gets to go free, he doesn't go back to his original master. Not only that, says the Gemara, we force his master to write him get shecher, and this way he can even marry a Jew. Remember, as we've said, a non-Jewish Eved gets brismila, and he's chayv in mitzvahs like a woman is, and according to this, when he gets a get shecher, so now he's a full-fledged yid, and he's able to marry a Jewish woman. Now the Gemara says, Aramisha says, says, the way this Eved was redeemed with intention to mishtabed him, or with intention to let him go free, he still gets enslaved as an Eved. And Anytime Rabbi Gamliel is in a Mishnah, meaning anytime he's involved in discussing whatever the Mishnah is discussing, is like him. Except for in these three cases. So now we're in the process of bringing Stira Shitas Rabbi Yechonon himself. We understand according to Abaye, who had explained Shitas Rabbi Gamliel in our Mishnah that an Evid only goes back to his master if the master wasn't Miyayish. So we could explain our Mishnah as referring to him going back to his master because it was before his master was. Miyayish, whereas over here, when we're saying the Evid ran away, he gets to go free, that's talking about after Yisha the master. El Rav, according to the Rav Andrus, that he had said, that even after Yisha of the master, the Evid is still going to be enslaved. We have a Sir Rabbi himself. Rabbi said that if Evid runs away from his captors, he gets to go free. But Rabbi said that we pass like Rabbi Gamliel on the Mishnah, which would mean that even if it's after the Yisha of the master, he would not go free and he would still be enslaved. So it's a Sir Rabbi himself. So I'm like, Rav, Rav would answer you, time of my, why is Rabbi Gamliel says that even after Yish, when the Eved's redeemed, he would have to go back to the master, Mishum de because of Chizkia. And we had said that the Eved, in an effort to escape his master, is going to do his best to get captured. So in order to discourage that, we say that he's returned to his master, even if the master is Miyayish already. However, by Reach Shani, when he runs away from his captors, that's totally different. Because Hashalak Tolomas or Navshe, Apuli Abel Navshe over here is giving himself over to be killed. He knows that when he's running away from his captors, if they capture him, then they're going to kill him. So you think he's going to go and try to get himself captured again? Of course not. So our mission is talking about something totally different. Than this case when the Evid's running away from his captors. Now we have a story. The non Jewish maidservant of Marshmul was captured. People redeemed her meaning they had intended she should remain a maidservant. And they sent her to Marshmul. And they sent him the following message First of all, we hold her which means that she would have to remain a maidservant either which way. Even if you hold like the Rabbanon, we redeemed her with intention to be a maidservant. And even according to Rabbanon in this case, she would remain a maidservant. So that's how we're sending her back to you. However, their whole cheshbon was based off of they thought that Marshmul was before Yish, meaning he still thought he'd get her back. But that wasn't the case. It was after Yish, and the reason why Shmuel didn't keep her is because of Shmuel. According to Shmuel, not only are we not allowed to keep her as a maidservant, Shmuel didn't require her to have a get shechur. Once she's considered free, she's free, and she doesn't need to get shechur in order for her to be able to marry a Jew, as opposed to what we had said before, and she deserves and Shmuel Tamei, Shmuel Sashitasai, Dom Shmuel, Shmuel says, If a person's mafkir is Eved, Yatzal Cheros, the Eved goes free, the Enetar Gat Shechur, and he doesn't even need to get Shechur. Shannon Rabbi Pasuk says, V'chol Eved Ish, Miknas Kasef. Any Eved of a man, Miknas Kasef, meaning he was purchased by this person. Now we analyze the Pasuk. Why does it say the word Ish? Eved Ish, Vlai Eved Isha? Is the Pasuk only talking about an Eved owned by a man and not an Eved owned by a woman? Obviously not. 
Ella, what's the Pesach telling us? Eved sheyesh le Rishos to Rabbi Olav, Kari Eved. Only an Eved whose master has Rishos over him, he's called an Eved. Sheyin le Rishos to Rabbi Olav and Kari Eved. If his master doesn't have Rishos over him anymore, so he's not called an Eved, and he doesn't even need to get Shechur. So if his master freed him by being Mafker him, so there's no reason to add a get Shechur to that. Another story, Amosaj Rabbi Abba Bar Zutra Ishtabai. The maidservant of Rabbi Abba Bar Zutra was captured. Parka hu tarmudal l'shom itza. A tarmudian, who's a non-Jewish person, he redeemed her in order to be his wife. Shochel day. so the of that town sent a message to Rabbi Abba Bar Zutra. This, if you want to do what's proper, send her get chiros. Ask the Gemara, hey, what exactly is the situation over here? How is that going to help? If they would be able to redeem her, meaning if this non Jewish fellow who had redeemed her in order to be his wife would decide to let them redeem her from him, why send her get chiros? And if they wouldn't be able to redeem her because the fellow who had redeemed her wouldn't let her go, so even if they send a get chiros, what's that going to help? He had redeemed her and decided he's going to make her his wife. So Gemara answers, that they would be able to redeem her. However, they held that it's not a mitzvah to redeem her, so not really interested in redeeming a non-Jewish slave woman who's just going to remain a slave woman. However, once her master sends her, they're going to gather themselves together, and they're going to redeem her, because now they know that she's going to be set free. Alternatively, we could say, really, they wouldn't be able to redeem her, because this Tarmudian wouldn't let her go. However, once her master sends her, since she's going to become cheap in his eyes, and he's going to allow them to redeem her. In other words, Zagashmak for this Tarmudian who had redeemed her, to know that now he has a non-Jewish slave woman in his possession, that it's going to be his wife. Ask the Gemara, why would that be? The non-Jews like the animals of Yedin more than their wives. So how does Tarmudian fellow care if this woman that he redeemed is a non-Jewish maidservant? So the answer is no. That's only if it's private. If it's a publicly known fact that this woman that he's taking for his wife is a non-Jewish maidservant that was then redeemed, which means that makes her a Jew, so that's too much for him, and he would allow other people to redeem her. And another story, he almost has Pompadisa. There's a non-Jewish maid servant in Pompadisa. There are people doing Yisurim with her. So Amr Abai, Abai commented, you love the Amr of Yehuda Amr Shmuel. If not for the fact that Yehuda said B'Shem Shmuel, call Meshachar Avdoi, everybody say, anyone that frees his evidence, I would force her master, because of Lagita the Chirusa, and write her a get that frees her, so now she'll be able to marry a good Yiddish man, and she won't be doing these Yisurim anymore. Now Ravina, Amr Ravina says, Kiha, Amad Rabbi Yehuda. In this case, Rabbi Yehuda would agree that we force her master to let her go. Mishom Milsa the Yisura, because of the Yisurim that are happening. So now the Gemara asks, Abai Mishum Yisura, Lai? Abai wouldn't force her master to set her free, even in this case when there's Yisurim happening. But Amar Chanin Barkatina, Amar Vietzok, Maisabisha Achas, there's a story with a woman, Shechatsha Shevcha Vachatsya Baschairin. She was a half Shevcha, half Baschairin. How is that possible? She was owned by partners, and one partner freed her, so now she's half free and half not free. And they forced her other master that still retained ownership over her to set her free, and now she became fully free. And Amar Nachmar Yitzok, that before she was freed, they treated her as Hefker, meaning they were doing Yisurim with her. So we see that we do force a master to free in such a situation. So Gemara says, Hachi Hash, is that really so? Is that a good comparison? Hasam over there, meaning in this case that we just quoted, She's not fit to marry anyone. She can't marry an Eved because she's half free. And she can't marry Ben Chayrin because she's a half Eved. And therefore, we're going to force the fellow that still has ownership over her to let her free. But over here, when we're talking about a full fledged maidservant who's just doing Averis with men, after the the master could just marry her off to one of his Avadim, and that Eved will protect her, meaning he'll make sure that she's not doing Averis with other men. And therefore, we don't have to force her master to set her free. I think more says, Gufa, we had just said previously, Anyone that frees his Eved is Aver Naseh. because the Pasuk says, that you should always enslave them, meaning never let an Eved free. The Gemara asks, He went into Shoal, and there wasn't 10 people there, and he freed his Eved, and now there was 10 people. And he wouldn't do that if he was Aver Naseh. So the Gemara says, No, Mitzvah Shani, when 
we're dealing with a mitzvah, having a minion, so that's different. Now we're going to have another potential answer for Eliezer. Tan Rabban, we have a bride, so the Pasuk says you should always enslave them. However, now we're going to have a Machlekes, Rishos, the Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Shmuel says just Rishos. It means you're always able to have them as slaves, not that you're not allowed to free them, it just means you're allowed to have them as a slave forever if you would like. Whereas Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Kiva says, Chayva, it's a Chayv. So now we suggest we don't Rabbi Lezer Savar Lakamanda Am Rishos. Maybe Rabbi Lezer holds like Rabbi Shmuel, there's just a Rishos. If you want to have a slave forever, you could, but if you want to free him, you also could. The Gemara says, don't say that. The Tanya Behedi, because we have a Bryce that says, Beferish, Rabbi Lezer, Amr Rabbi Lezer says, Chayva, that it's a Chayv. Now the Gemara tells us, Amr Abba says, Bahani Tlas Mili, Nachsi Balabatim, and Chseyhain. Because of these three things, people are going to lose their money. Number one, the mafia of Dail Cherusa, if they let their Avadim go free, with the Sire Nechsayab Shabbata, if they go check out their properties on Shabbos to see what needs to be done after Shabbos, and with the Kavis with the Sire of Shabbat to be Eden Beim if they make their Suda on Shabbos when they're supposed to be going to the Besmedrish to hear the Rav's Drasha, they decide that now this is the time to be eating the Suda Shabbos, that's going to make them lose all their money. There are two families in Yushalayim, Achas Kavis Suda Shabbata, Achas Kavis Suda Shabbat, Shabbos, one had their main Suda on Shabbos, and one had their main suda Erev Shabbos, Ushtein Nekru, and both of them were uprooted, meaning both of them lost all their money. Now, the one that had their main suda on Erev Shabbos, what was the problem? So Erev Shabbos over here could either mean Friday night, and that means that their main suda was Friday night and not Shabbos day, but really the main suda should be Shabbos day, or really that means they had a big suda Erev Shabbos, and when they came into Shabbos, they weren't hungry. And more about an Eved, Amarabba, Amarab, Hamakdish Avda, Yatal Cheros. If a person says Makdish is Eved, he tries to consecrate his Eved to the base of Mikdash, so his Eved goes free. My time, why is that? Because Gufei, like Kadesh, he can't be Makdish to Eved's body, it's like the Eved could be brought as a Carbon or be used in bed the Kabayas, so he's obviously not being Makdash the Eved's body. And Ladami like Amar, he also didn't say that he's being Makdash the value of the Eved, he said he's being Makdash the Eved. So therefore, what's he trying to say? It must be he's saying, I want him to be part of the Am Kadesh, part of the holy nation, meaning I want him to be free. And as we said, the one he sets his Eved free, the Eved becomes a full fledged Yid, which means he's part of the Am Kadesh. And so that's why when a person's Makdash is Eved, the Eved goes free. Now, another member of Rav Yosef Amrav, Rav Yosef Abdushem Rav, Hamafkir Avdai, Yatzel Cheros. If a person's Mafkir is Eved, he goes free. Now, the Gemara these two statements of being Makdash and being Mafkir the Eved, Mandar Makdash Kalshkin Mafkir. According to Mandar, when a person's Makdash Eved, the Eved goes free. So for sure, when he's Mafkir's Eved, the Eved goes free. Whereas Mandar Mafkir, Aval Makdash Loi, according to the Mandar, that when he's Mafkir's Eved, he goes free, that Mandar would not hold that when he's Makdash's Eved, he goes free. Why? Because Domulodami Ka'amar, perhaps when he's being Makdash him, he's saying, I'm being Makdash his value, meaning I'm going to donate his value to the base of Mikdash, and I'm not setting him free. So therefore, it would be only Hefker and not Hektish, according to Yasef Bishem Rav. That's the following question. When he's going free in these circumstances, does he need to get Shekhar as well or no? So Tashma, the Amrav Khibar Avin, Amrav, Echadzeva Echadze, whether we're being Makdash him or being Mafkar him, Yazal Khiris, he goes free, Vitzarch get Shekhar, but he needs to get Shekhar. Amrav Rabba says, Musfina Shmaitzin, we'll ask on what we just said from the following Hamakisha Chasav, Vahyo Ben Avadim, someone who's Makdash his property, and he has Avadim among them. In Agazbarn Rashai, Lotzi, and Lechiros, the Gizbar, the treasurer of Hektesh, is not allowed to set those Avadim free. Avol, Mechan, Son Lachirim, but the Gizbar is allowed to sell these Avadim to other people. And those other people are allowed to set them free. Whereas Rebbe Yemi Rebbe says, Imrani, I say, He, the Evid, could pay for himself, and he'll go free, because it's like the Gizbar is selling the Evid to himself, and then the Evid would go free like this. Now, what do we see from his bride? Said both according to the Tanakama and Rebbe, when a person's Makdish is Evid, he becomes full fledged Hektish. As the Bryce said very clearly, we're talking about the Gizbar of Hektish, this treasurer, whether or not he's able to free him or he could sell him to himself. So clearly, we see that he becomes Hektish and not that he becomes free. So the Gemara says, You're using 
using a brisa to ask a question on Rav, Rav Tano Upalig. Rav is a Tano who can argue. Rav is part of the transition generation between Tanoim and Amarayim, and he, in a way, is considered a Tano, so he's allowed to argue with this brisa. But the market team is asking on Rav. Tashma, we have a brisa that tells us. The Pasuk says, and Chaim over here is referring to one of the ways a person can dedicate something to the base of Mikdash. Now, the Pasuk mentions a number of different things. So, number one, it mentions May Adam, a person. What does that teach us? That tells us that a person can make a Chaim, meaning he can be Makdash, his non Jewish servants and maidservants. So, Gemara says, no, that's not a question. Hachmaiskin, what are we talking about over here? Do'amar Ladame, where he had said, Beferish, I'm being Makdash, their value, not that he's actually being Makdash to Evan himself. Ask the Gemara Hachi, if that's so, why don't we just explain the previous Brahis that we tried to use to ask his question on Rav to say that when he was being Makdash as Evan, he said that he was being Makdash the value of his Evan. So, Gemara says, that can't be because Ihachi, if that's so, in Agizbar Mashallah, when the first Brahis said that the Gizbar is not allowed to set the Evan free, Gizbar Ma'avetayu, what are we talking about Gizbar over here? If he was only Makdash the value of the Eved, why are we talking about the Gizbar setting the Eved free? He never had control over the Eved in the first place. We're just talking about the value of the Eved. Assuming furthermore, what the Brides say, that the Gizbar is allowed to sell the Eved to other people. And those other people could set the Eved free. But what are these other people doing over here? Once again, if he was only Makdash the value of his Eved and not the Eved himself, why would the Gizbar be allowed to sell the Eved to other people and the other people setting them free? We're not talking about the Eved, we're just talking about the value of the Eved. And this is another ride that the Brides can't be talking about being Makdash just the value of the Eved because Rebbe, I mean, Rebbe had said in the Brisa, I'm Rani, I say, that the Eved could give his own value and go out free because if the Gizbar is selling the Eved to himself. Now, if we're talking about the value of the Eved being donated to the base of Mikdash, what does that mean? It's because it's like he's selling him to himself. Once again, the Gizbar doesn't own the Eved. He only deserves the value of the Eved. So it must be that, that first Brisa is talking about where the Eved himself became Hektish. The market takes Tashma, we have a Brisa that says, Hamaktish Avdai Oisav Eichel. Someone who's Maktish is Eved, that Eved works and it gets to eat, which means that the master still has the rights to the work of the Eved. Why is that? Shalahiktish al because he was only Maktish the value of the Eved, not the Eved himself. Clearly, we see the Eved's not free when he's Maktish as Eved, because the master still gets to keep the work of the Eved. So, Gemara Lam Tesla, but Alpha on top says, No, Hamani, who's the town of that Brisa? Reb Meir, that's according to Reb Meir, to Amr, who says, that a person doesn't say something, Levatala, for nothing in vain. Meaning, when a person says something that at face value doesn't make sense, Reb Meir says that we interpret him to be meaning something that does make sense. Same thing over here, when a person's Makdash is Eved, as we had said previously, it can't be that he's being Makdash the actual Eved, because the Eved can't be used as a carbon and can't be used for Badika bias. so Mayor says it must be that he's not being Makdash as Eved, he's simply saying, I'm going to give the value of my Eved to the base of Mikdash. But again, that's according to Rav Mayor. They're bound to argue with Rav Mayor, would technically say that if a person's Makdash is Eved, the Eved goes free. And Ochen it's actually logical to say this, because the Sefer that Brisa says, So too, if a person is Makdash himself, not an Eved, just a regular person, is Makdash himself, he can work and he keeps the money of his work. Because he was only Makdash, his value. He wasn't Makdash himself to the base of Mikdash. If you want to say this Brisa is all Rav Meir, this makes sense. Because the second part of the Brisa could be understood according to Rav Meir, the same way the first part of the Brisa would be understood, that when he's being Makdash as Eved, or he's being Makdash himself, he's obviously not being Makdash anything to the base of Mikdash, he's just being Makdash the value. But if you want to see the Brisa is the Rabbanon, so we can understand the first part of the Brisa, maybe you could explain that when the master is Makdash as Eved, he's really just saying I'm being Makdash the value of the Eved. But in the second part of the Brayso, when he's being Makdash himself, are you saying that he's being Makdash his own value to the base of Mikdash? That doesn't make sense. A free person isn't sold for money, so he doesn't have a value. So it must be that this Brayso is Rav Meir. We're going to stop here for the day, but pick up tomorrow continuing to talk about this, suggesting that perhaps as a Machlekes Tanoim, that when a person is Makdash as Eved, does that make the Eved Kadosh or not? But for now, everyone should have a wonderful day.